it's Sally here. Just a quick one, just a quick one. If you like this really sweary podcast by Kalechi, sorry, Kalechi, do remember to rate and review Say Your Mind on Apple Podcast. Okay? Now for the very urban intro music. <laughs> it's the Ben's Punani woman. This baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea. We are gonna sip it, yo. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you I have often scrolled past your tweets before But the stupidity hasn't been like this before All at once am I ready for straws to fly Knowing I don't have a single fuck to give People say it's unfair, they don't bother me Because I'm simply fed up of all of this fuckery All at once am I ready for straws to fly Knowing I don't have a single fuck to give Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to SYM, officially known as Say Your Mind, unofficially known as What What. That's right. Suck your mum. Woo! It's me, Kalechi, in the place to be. And I'm incredibly happy to be here because. Life is good, fam. Life is good. Regardless of all of this hickey hagger that's taking place, like God is ever merciful. The angels are surrounding us. Ugh, everything's wonderful. Like, obviously, we're going to get into the shit pile that is everything else that's happening um, worldwide. But just generally speaking, I just, yeah, everything's uh, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. And I'm hoping to, you know, impart that um, energy to yourselves also. So let's see how, you know, let's see how it goes. I hope you enjoyed that. I was in my fair lady in secondary school. I went to an all girls school, all girls high school, and we had brown uniform. Yes. Um, Head teacher was a nun, all of them things there. And because it was a girls school, there were no people to play the male parts. So I played Henry Higgins in my fair lady. And I just enjoyed everybody else's songs, not really my own. But um, yeah, it was great. It was great. I think about that now and I think about misogyny and I think about many things when I think of Pygmalion and consequently My Fair Lady. But that is for another day. Yeah, um, I don't know why I shared that. I shared that because that's the song from My Fair Lady. And it just came to me to to switch it up. Sometimes I sing musicals, uh, songs from musicals to Lev because, you know, I want him to be up on all of the tunes and I love musicals with all of my heart. So I'm always happy to kind of share that piece of myself with him. So let's jump into it then. I know that some of you said last week, oh, I wish the episode was longer. And look, fam, the episodes are what the episodes are. I'm just glad that I feel 
um, so inclined to actually make the episodes. So, you know, let's just take our wins where we can get them, okay? Because I'm not going to be out here chatting in your ear for more than an hour if there is really no need to be doing so. Because, you know, people are finding things to do with their time and they might just not want to be, you know, hearing all of that. But yeah, I feel generally in good spirits because... God is so real. And I just, I'm reminded of that during this time. And because everything slowed all the way down and, you know, like I said, initially I was vexed about what it would mean for me business-wise having, you know, being this entrepreneur and having a studio and doing all of the things that I've, um, I've been doing all of this time. Like there is that kind of, oh, what's going to happen now? But ultimately I'm just like, you know, God's in control. It is what it is. Like I can't come and kill myself in this 2020, you know, it is what it is. And since releasing that, since releasing that, um, need to control, uh, I just feel like, yeah, I feel, feel all right. Feel, feel okay. You know, that doesn't mean that there aren't moments when it kind of, the thoughts creep back in and you're like, what will I do after this? But, you know, me being me, I've already started thinking ahead you know, planning, planning ahead because a baby girl will always be a baby girl regardless of what the world is doing. So yeah, anyway, let's get into the tarot then rather than me just like rambling on for ages. The first card that came out in the tarot deck is the four of swords. Very, you know, like the cards that came out are so beautiful. Let me just tell you that from now. The cards that came out are so beautiful. And I just said, you know, what's the message for the collective? What do people really want to, what's the advice that people need? What's the guidance that people need during this time, you know? And the first card that came out is the four of swords. And we see an Im- um, the image of um, a woman lying down on the bed, hand on her f- head, you know, like as if she's worrying and she's thinking about a lot. It reminds me because one hand's on her head, one hand's on her tummy. I just think of my belly, my head. Yeah. Anyway, so she's just stressed, you know, she's stressed and four of swords, swords, you know, that's the air sign and it's speaking about the, um, our mental world, you know, the internal world, what's happening in our minds. Meanwhile, outside of her window, there are clear blue, there's a clear blue skies and the clouds are just passing by. And you know, like when you do meditation and stuff, they always tell you to remember, even if you go to therapy, they tell you to remember that, you know, moods and, and things that happen in life are like clouds passing by. Don't dwell on the clouds. Remember that there is a blue sky behind all of that, there is that blue sky. So I think that that's why that's there as well. The message from Four of Swords is always um, about relaxing, resting, resting and taking that time to, for there to be a sort of dying, for there to be a dying of your worries, for your of, of your anxieties, everything, just taking that moment to really, um, to really give yourself the space to be still, Um, and a lot of us need that right now. And, you know, I've mentioned it before about be still and know that I am God, like rushing, 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 won't do anything. Trying to enforce a routine into your life right now. I know that some people need that in order to 
protect their mental health and things like that. But if you're really trying to force something that is not happening, you're really trying to be rigorous with all of this, trying to live the way that you were living prior to all of this lockdown, luck off situation, you're not getting the message. You're not getting the memo. Like things are not going to be going the way that they were going before. You have to be willing to let go. And the first thing, the first thing that you have to let go of is your need to control things. Self-drag. Um, so I have had to realize the same thing. And when I was pulling my cards, um, I've got this new deck of cards by Doreen Virtue. They're the message from messages from your angels card. Doreen Virtue is hilarious to me because, you know, she made all of these wonderful cards that people swear by. And then she was just like, fuck all of your heathens. I'm going to be a Christian. And again, you know, me, I'm like the whole, the two can exist, can coexist and be beautiful. But homegirl decided that she doesn't want any of this card for and bounced, but she's made some incredible cards in her time. And one of them is the messages from your angels cards. And I've just used this, I'm using this time rather as, um, a time to connect more with my spirit guides, to connect more with the angels and just really to understand all of the um, energies that are around me that are constantly guiding me and allowing me to take credit for the winds. But the winds are never my own. Like the winds are all gods. Do you get me? I don't get a lot. God win. Hey, I don't pay my rent. God win. Whoa. Anything I do, not God win. No, not God win. No, not God win. No. Yeah. Anything you do, God is the one that's winning. You have to understand that from now. But um, yeah, I just thought I used that time to really get a closer relationship, a more understanding relationship with um, God really. And with creation, it hasn't been easy because like I said, I'm someone that has to control things. You know, I have to be in that leadership role. I have to be the one that organizes everything. And all of this is, um, you know, the remnants of trauma, I would say a traumatic childhood in some regards, because when you grow up and you feel like the world isn't safe, then you feel the desire to then control things because you're trying to give yourself the illusion of safety and order um when really none of that we, is guaranteed you get me no matter how much you control something or that you catastrophize and you try to preempt everything you can't preempt um everything and you're just giving yourself needless suffering for no fucking reason so rather live in the moment and be grateful for the moment and be grateful that that you are um you have been blessed to to exist in this time in in some regards you know so the first thing that the cards kept saying to me, the angel cards that I pulled, at first I wasn't sure if I wanted to like use them on the podcast because I wanted to keep these cards for me, same as um, a couple of other cards that I've got or a couple of other decks that I've got that I keep solely for myself. Like they feel very, very personal. But this one, I just thought, you know what, let me just try a ting and I'll pull a card and see, you know, and see how I feel about it uh, to go with the rest of this reading. So I have pulled a card. But when I was pulling cards for myself from the deck, it just kept saying, hey girl, time out, time out. You need to rest. You need to rest and we need you to go and spend some time in nature. Nature what? Nature what? What do you mean nature? I'm a baby girl. I'm a city girl. I'm I'm out here in the concrete jungle. Nature, huh? But I made sure I listened to the call. And I went uh, for a run the other day and uh, where I'm running, there's a little lake 
Um, so I was running to the lake because that's the image that flashed in my mind. Like I need to get to the lake. Like, so I just ran in that or pond, whatever the fuck. So I ran in that direction and I was so surprised by how long I just sat there staring at the water and taking in the trees and the animals and just everything and realizing in that moment that I was called there for the very sole reason of being reminded that the same way there is a place for these trees and these birds and and these, you know, ducks and swans and everything, the same way that there's space for all of these beautiful um, aspects of creation to exist is the same way that there is a space for me and there is a space for all of us in this life. Like we are not um, a mistake. Do you get me? Like we are all, we are just as amazing as all of these other aspects of nature. And we are just as necessary as all of these aspects of nature. And we have to work in cohesion with everything around us in order that we might thrive um, in the way that we are, you know, that we're destined to, do you get me? Like, so it was, it was beautiful. It was humbling. And I just meditated there. And I just used that as a moment to release all of the fears and the anxieties that I've been feeling about everything that's going on. And the lesson that I'm learning in not being able to control the outcome of anything, yet still finding power in that lack of control or that absence of control, or, you know, there's something beautiful there. There is, there's a space there that I wish for all of us that we can inhabit um, because it is wonderful. So yeah, that's, uh, I haven't even gone to the other cards. Fuck, you know. Um, so that's what I get from the four of swords. Lying in bed, worrying where your tummy's turning, your head is aching, all of these things for what? Fam, for what? Yes, like there are very, very real issues. Don't get me wrong. Like we're out here all thinking about rent. If we've got rent mortgages, all of these things that we've got to consider. Some people who thought at the beginning of this, that they were set good. Like, oh, you know, my company's, paying for me to work from home. Bare people are getting fired, fam. Bare people are getting fired via Zoom or Skype or whatever the fuck. Google Hangouts, like ring, 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 ring upon the HR. Like people are getting dropped. Do you get me? So why do I keep saying that? Fucking hell. This is spending too much time at home and watching things on Netflix. Ugh. Um, yeah, so people are just getting fired just like that, I hear that members clubs are closing. While I would like to feel sad for these uh, certain members clubs, I don't because they've got a certain level of respectability politics where I'm not the kind of black excellence that they would expect in these spaces. Meanwhile, your baby girl is out here shifting fucking cultures, but you know, it's always oh, not quite right. Oh, she's a bit loud. Oh, she swears a lot but you need me and all of the black excellence that you have in them joints, they also require that I do what I'm doing so they can do what they are doing, right? It's an ecosystem. Okay, right. So you not existing anymore or you struggling, I I can't really say that I'm shedding a tear because I just feel like you were... um, you know, you were very divisive in the first place, but I do feel bad for the staff who have lost um, jobs and things like that. I don't think that that's very nice, but you know, like I was saying, some people thought that they were cool, that they were good. When all of this started, suddenly people are getting told, nah, I even saw Vapiano based in Germany, the head office or whatever we're talking about insolvency. I said, Vaps, 
Vaps. What? Gamperetti Espinaggi? Nah, I'm ready. Now I'm ready to riot. Now I'm ready to riot. Corona, let's fight. So, um, yeah, but we've seen from the Vapiana UK Twitter page that now that they, they're currently okay. But a lot of people have been throwing curveballs, myself included. And it's a testament to my emotional growth, my mental growth that I'm not wiling out because certain things are happening and I'm just like, a younger me would have been ready to box jaws, would have been out here speaking to councils and rocking necks, right? But now I'm just like, you know what? In everything, God exists. In wherever you find yourself, understand that God is also there. So four of swords, relax, relax. Take a cup of tea, relax, yeah? Because there's not much we can do about all of the things that are going on now, but that doesn't mean that we become passive. No, we're just finding a place of stillness. So when we move, we move with intention and we move with purpose, right? Because the next card is three of wands and that's fire energy. So you're going from the air energy, you're going into fire energy, which is based. Um, and in the three of wands, you see a figure, she's wearing a cute red dress and she's holding one wand and she's got two other ones firmly in the ground. And she's looking at the water and two sailing boats passing by. And there's like a mountain um, far, far off. What this reminds me of is that element of, or is that idea of like, yeah, rest now because you have to have that strength of character. When it's time to go, when it's go time, we all need to be fucking ready, right? So take the time to rest. All of these memes and things that are like, oh, if you don't come out of this situation with a book or with a new skill or with Lilla, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up and leave people alone. Leave people alone, especially like black people, leave them alone. Not everyday productive, not everyday, not even, not everyday producing in the manner that benefits capitalism. Sometimes rest. And I said this from the very first episode when we were talking about this Roro and Korokoro, like I've been saying, like no one's going to force me to now be extra um, productive when I don't want to be like I'm I make what I make and I'm happy with that and in this time I'm going to use it to just chill out and it's the hardest thing for me to do but I'm going to learn how to do that I'm not going to be like oh you know well I must I must come out with this with something to show everybody this is not for everybody this is ain't for everybody this ain't for everybody because if you be for everybody you for nobody you know this isn't for everybody this is for yourself this is for ourselves yeah I'm not out here trying to be like, oh, here's what I made earlier during quarantine. Fuck off. Fuck off. I'm not doing anything. I'm I'm minding my business and facing my front. And it's much harder, like as somebody who's so introverted, I don't know if I mentioned this last week, I really struggle to be around like lots and lots of energy. And, you know, the internet was cool because then I didn't have to be around lots of people physically and people who know me, like I've, I probably meet up with like, two people a month. And that's a lot like, you know, in terms of meeting up, going for dinner, going for lunch, that is a lot for me because I just feel like I expend so much energy in those environments. So it has to really be people that I care about and want to meet up with and all of that stuff. Otherwise I tend to just go to do my events, do what I need to do or teach my classes and come the fuck home. Like I don't like hanging around like that too tough. So then imagine my overwhelm when every, it seems like every fucking body's online. And I just feel like the same energy expenditure is now taking place there as well. So I'm not really like on it like that. So I, I find that I'm putting, I'm putting out less 
So yeah, people are still wanting to be creative and I love like all of you lot doing the don't rush challenge. You are all so cute, but in all honesty, I don't really like wearing makeup anymore. You know, I haven't really been on it since maybe, I don't know, 2015. I tend to only wear it if I'm going to an event or doing an event or whatever. Um, no, up to 2017, I was, I was doing looks, but yeah, I just, I'm just not on it. So to go and wear makeup at home, to make a video, to go on the net where everybody is, that's draining my energy. It's not for me personally, but I actually love all of the variations that I'm seeing of everybody's don't rush challenge. Like you're all so cute. You're all so beautiful. Keep doing it. Like enjoy yourselves. If this is what brings you joy, do it. Me personally, I just, it's not for me. So when I've been asked, I've just kind of, you know, politely declined, um, because I don't really want to be doing anything. I don't, that seems like effort to me that I don't want to make, but it's perfectly fine if other people, um, want to be making that effort. I really enjoy it. It's gorgeous. I mean, I've been watching Netflix shows, so I've been doing that. Um, so yeah, the, why am I coming off tangent? But I'm talking about the three of wands and three of wands and basically standing your ground because when it's time to move, there will be lots of activity. Just imagine when everybody's given the green light to go back to everything again, it's going to be hyperdrive. So just finding that stillness now, because you don't want to now burn out as soon as like after week two of um, everyone touching road, like you, you're burnt out because you didn't actually use this time to rest. Use this time to rest. Like you don't have to create content, for instance, if you don't want to, you don't have to be reading every freaking update about what's going on. If you don't want to, I mean, some people have reached out and it's quite sad really that people are thinking that during this, when people are worrying about money, worrying about this, worrying about that, that I'd want to make content for free to, you know, a couple of people were talking about, oh, but it's a feel good factor and to, to boost morale and things like that. No, no, no. You know what boosts my morale? Getting my fucking invoices paid that I'm still waiting for. Being able to pay for, for this roof over my head, you know, being able to, to pay for all of the things that I've got going in my life business wise, you know, that's what boosts my morale, you know? So I know, and it's, it's brands that you'll, you'll then be getting exposure for your brand so your brand will be talked about and people are likely to come and get things from you, but you don't want to pay. Nah, people are, some people are moving wild. And when some of this is, when all of this is done, I, I feel like a few organizations are going to not like the, 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 the backlash that they're going to face because of how they're trying to still be exploitative in this, um, you know, situation that we find ourselves in this climate that we find ourselves. So three of wands is just like, enjoy watching the world go by for now, you know, rest, enjoy watching the world go by. Let that fire smolder within you. Let it just there, just be there chilling because when it's time for you to be full flames, you'll know about it. But for now, chill. And the next card is two of pentacles, having that grounded energy. Um, she's very cute, you know, wearing one nice kind of, um, olive green dress and she's balancing two coins in her hand that make the shape of eternity so just finding a balance with your day-to-day like some of you are working from home still so balancing that with still making time for yourself it's you know I feel that there are some companies now who are like well you're at home so you could do a bit extra no the fuck you can't no 
No. Still have boundaries in place. Still try to find that that balance that suits your soul best and still remain grounded in all of this. Grounding yourself in whichever way you find um, beneficial. But just grounding yourself in all of this and not rushing because somebody's telling you to come and jump on Zoom and have the sixth meeting of the day. Fam, I'm not jumping on no fucking thing. Send me an email because, again, all of this fucking shit could have been done by email, you know? So letting there be a balance finding a balance between the new activities that you're now exploring, if you are doing that, but still making place uh, space for rest, still making space for family and making space for yourself and making space for some kind of spirituality. Honestly, I understand people are like, oh, I don't believe in anything, like good on you, but surely you can see that or you're feeling that there's something far greater going on here that needs um, your attention. Um, that's not saying you need to subscribe to any sort of like religion or whatever. I'm just saying like, consider that there's something greater in all of this and make space for that, make space to be humbled, you know? And that's what I found when I went to the park, uh, the other day, I felt, I felt so humbled by, and loved, you know, being reminded that as insignificant as I can feel sometimes, that I too am just as important as everything else happening in nature and and just as loved like that's it's wild and it's beautiful um and the last card is the major arcana card um the hanged man which is perfect in this circumstance all of us are in this situation where we are we are feeling like we're in a limbo like we have no control over everything that's going on and we're hanging upside down therefore seeing life from a completely different perspective and finding enlightenment in the new perspective that we've been given and some people talk about the fact that the hanged man or the hanged person this is in this one it's called the hanged one and she's wearing like cute red trousers and a blue crop top and some fishnet tights underneath um some people talk about the fact that you know the hanged one can release themselves at any time. You know, they can release themselves from this um, suspension, you know, from seeing life upside down. They can release themselves, but they've chosen to be in this position. And I feel like our collective energies have come together. For, we've, we've This is of our choosing, our collective energy. This is of our choosing in terms of seeing that everything that's out here right now isn't working for us and we're having to see things from a different perspective and yes we can essentially bring ourselves out of it um at any time depending on what we're doing i'm talking very generally here um but there's still so much to learn which is why we're still here because we're looking at governments and we're looking at those who are meant to be in positions of authority not doing what they need to be doing and they're passing the buck to us and making it out like it's something that's our responsibility when that isn't the case at all but we're finding enlightenment here as a collective and it's important it's important for us in terms of our evolution and our growth like our spiritual growth everything our growth as um uh, humanity, we are being gifted this opportunity we've to see things from a different perspective. That isn't to um, dismiss like the tragedies that we've had in this situation at all, because those things are a reminder too that we can't allow for the incompetence of governments and the incompetence of those in power to mean that we're losing lives. And, you know, that's also why we're having this perspective and seeing things differently and we're being asked to consider a different way of being. So the hanged one is there. Like initially you feel frustrated because you're like, oh, I'm hanging upside down, but 
Also, your other foot is free. Also, your hands are, I imagine, free as well. But the hands are behind the back, so we never really know what's happening there in that story. But we're here until we're released, basically. We're here in this position until we're released. So what can we see from this perspective that might be beneficial to us when we are um, the right way up? So that's the hanged one. Um, from the state of mind affirmation card deck I've pulled, I am manifesting my baby world. And it says here, every decision you make brings you closer to the life you desire. Ensure the actions reflect the intentions. And that is extremely important because people are talking about wanting to, um, be successful, wanting to be this, wanting to be that, but the actions aren't reflecting that because true success comes from a sense of inner peace. Like, Outward material gains aren't don't necessarily equate to success. It's the the space that you've created within yourself that allows for love. That is true success. Being able to sleep at night and not do my belay or my head or that is success. You know, so it's reconfiguring, I guess, also what we consider to be success and mirroring that in what we do in our day to day lives. Those are the things that are important. From the Marcella Kroll deck, um, I've pulled a card time, which is rather apt. And it says here for time, divine timing is everything. You are not stuck or heading in the wrong direction. Drawing the hourglass asks you to have patience with whatever your current situations, uh, your current situation is. All will come to pass when the moment is just right. This card can also indicate that something you are waiting for is just on the horizon. And that is it. That's what I'm saying. Like when everything goes back into hyperdrive, all of the things that you've wanted, all of your heart's desires are going to start pummeling you. Uh, in the face, like, I don't want them to be so aggressive, but you know, they'll start finding you. And so you want to have used your time, right. To really, um, align yourself with like, what do you want before this all happened? Were your, um, aspirations different to what you, um, imagine your aspirations, um, will be when this is all done? Like, I feel like my aspirations have shifted slightly and I've just been shown the just the lack of importance that social media for instance has over my life like I've never there are no I would say like there are times when I thought oh you know I need to have these numbers and I need to do this and I need to do that but when all of this has been happening and I've just thought you know what fuck everything you know fuck all of this fuck all of this like the important things for me are my family that they've always been and, you know, having a space, for instance, that people can grow in their sensuality, their sexuality and their, you know, their physicality. I've, those are the things that are important to me, being able to, um, com- contribute to a better community. Those things have been important to me, making people laugh, making people think those are the things that have always been important to me. Making people feel something has always been important to me. And I don't need numbers and algorithms to, to validate that. Like I'm a rascal fucking G, you know, at doing those specific things, because it brings me great joy to know that I've used my gifts, my talents in some way to make something shift inside people that matters the most to me everything else is just inconsequential as far as I'm concerned and can only last so much and I think it was Mina Salami who said something um I might have pronounced her name wrong I have to go and check my thing again but she put out a tweet and she said um 
like capitalism is struggling right now. And so therefore other things are struggling like, um, hyper celebrity, um, all of these things that keep all of this going, keep capitalism going. Like you need the hyper celebrities to make you want to buy things to make you feel inadequate. So you buy, 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 you click, 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 but suddenly everyone's in their yard. So that doesn't matter so much now. And those same people are really struggling because what they need is your attention and you put your attention on other things. So you know, it's shifting the game. It's shifting the paradigms ever so, um, ever so, I wouldn't say slightly, actually it's quite a lot. Things are shifting quite a lot and people will be looking at people differently after this as well. So things are happening, things are happening. And I feel the, uh, the change in myself. And it's because of this time where initially there is that feeling of just stuckness, like what the fuck am I meant to do from here? And then if you allow it to, there's that moment of surrender that, okay, teach me what I'm here, I guess for a reason. So teach me what I need to know here. And, and I don't think it's a one-time lesson. I think that the lesson starts in this moment and continues way after all of this is done. So now I'm just like, I'm ready to be that student. Initially, I felt like I was being dragged by the feet to this position, but I'm here surrendering to say, all right then, spiritual fam, let me know what the fuck it is I need to know while I'm here. Obviously not swearing at them because I'll be like, actually, who the fuck are you talking to? And then they'll swear back. So yeah, there's there's a lot of horrid things that have happened during this time and we need to learn from it. So we go forward stronger as, um, as people, as a community, as a global community. So Again, we're being asked to exercise patience, but not necessarily patience, again, where we're just passive and letting people move mad with our livelihoods, but a patience with ourselves that, you know, there are so many emotions that come to the surface uh, here and there, and we just have to allow them space, let them sit, let them talk about how they feel, let these emotions tell us what they're going through and how they came to be in the first place and honoring them before we can move forward. This is really a time for a lot of us to meet ourselves. And some people don't want to do it and they're kicking and screaming because, and so therefore they're spending a lot more time online because they don't want to do that. But the thing is at one point in your life, you're going to have to sit down and meet whoever the fuck you are. And um, like that saying goes, it could either be the best day of your life or the fucking worst day of your life. Only you can decide what that is. So there are blessings coming. We have to use this time to prepare ourselves for them um, and just use this time at, to just be just be, you know, I want to say simply be, but I'm not out here promoting, um, brands. <laughs> so, um, the last card then is the, uh, from the messages from your angels card and it's Archangel Michael. And it says, I am with you, giving you the courage to make life changes that will help your, um, help you work on your divine life purpose. I feel that all of us are here at this time for a reason and we came here to do something amazing. No matter how small you think you are in the narrative of everything, you are just as important. Like the story doesn't bang without you. Like you make the story bang. I think I was going to say that in terms of stories, I was actually watching uh, A Fall From Grace. I've been watching quite a few films on Netflix and what the fuck? Like the only thing I want to say is the handcuffs. How did the handcuffs, if he, you know what? I don't want to do spoiler uh, spoilers for anybody but when you watch it i just want you to just meet me in my confusion at the handcuffs what the fuck how many handcuffs can a person have you know it's mm, there were so many 
very massive plot holes in what Tyler Perry was doing there. But again, you know, the man has a massive film studio. I'll probably end up doing a film with him one day. So I'm going to shut my fucking mouth. But that a fall from grace is is wild. Very, very wild very wild um but yeah even with the massive plot holes and and all of the things happening you know you need all the elements i guess to to make a story work and and you just i pray that god isn't writing our stories the way that tyler perry writes his um but you know in every story every device matters that's what i was going to say i reached there in the end anyway archangel michael says here Additional message. I've come to you because you asked God for safety and protection and because you asked about your life purpose. Since you are a light worker, I'm overseeing the fruition of your divine life purpose. You have been a light worker for a long time and you felt different from others, isolated at times. Be assured that you have never been alone and that you never will be alone. When you feel pushed to make a change at work or at home, that may be my influence, encouraging you to make your life's purpose a high priority. I can rearrange your schedule and I, and support you in other ways to make your path smooth and harmonious. Simply ask me and it is done. I will also help you feel safe and comfortable during your life changes. There you go. You don't have to believe in anything to just open your mouth in an empty room and just and ask your higher self. If you're not going to ask any other fucking body, ask your higher self to give you comfort and love and protection during this massive life change that we are, that we are all collectively going through. Do that for you. And if you do believe, if you do believe in the angels, ask them to come and gather around you and, and just guide you because a lot of this change can be overwhelming. Everything that's happening like right now hasn't happened for, to a lot of us during our lifetimes, regardless of, you know, being in marginalized communities and existing in the liminalities, um, what's happening specifically right now, we have not gone through before. And so we need that sense of courage. We need that um, to keep us going. So don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to ask your higher self to send all of the energies, uh, positive energies that can surround you and guide you during this time. So that's the message. Fucking long message. Wow, that was 36 minutes. Very long message. Um, But I hope it resonates with you. So I'm going to move on to share your magnificence because I've got a couple of letters um, Shea Magnificence, let me start with this one. I think I like this one because it kind of ties into um, what I was just talking about in, t- in terms of the tarot. So I'll call this person Cece. And Cece says, Hi, Kelechi. Greetings from Houston, Texas. I hope you and your family are well and safe in these crazy times. I want to let you know that I appreciate this podcast so much and I can't express how much listening has helped me in my never ending journey of personal growth. Before I started listening to SYM, I assumed that tarot reading was just something fortune tellers did. And being African, I always steered clear of anything that appeared mystical or supernatural or witch, as we would call it in Cameroon. I was raised Christian and after I emigrated to the US and began to really question the teachings and practices of the church, there were so many things that just didn't make sense to me and seemed highly contradictory. I decided that Christianity and the Bible, as it is interpreted by the church, didn't align with my own core belief system, so I stopped pretending to be a part of it. My mum is very active in her church back home and most of her, most of my friends are Christian, which is something that worried me at first, but I needn't have been worried. My mum, as well as my true 
friends practice their faith without trying to convince me or anyone else of it. And they respect my beliefs as I do theirs. Anyway, back to tarot. After I decided to stop faking it with church, I never really um, I never really found another guide or reference for working on my personal growth and connecting with the spirit. I do believe in spiritual force. I just don't believe in the idea of God as described in organized religion. Your podcast introduced me to tarot and I decided to explore further on my own as well as listening to your readings. It's also from your podcast that I learned of Jessica Dorr, who, in my opinion, is an amazing teacher and a brilliant wordsmith. I continue to learn so much from her social media posts, classes on her website and monthly tarot offerings. I forget where, but somewhere she wrote that tarot is a practice in self-awareness and that's exactly what it has been for me. So I'm eternally grateful to you and Jessica for this, not being dramatic but life-changing resource which you introduced me to two slaps on your chest other than the tarot readings i appreciate the content uh, which you share it's motivational hilarious and inspires me to think critically about so many things which um i had just accepted in the past thank you for all that you do and keep doing the good work it makes me so happy whenever i see you in an ad or featured on tv i pray you continue to get all the things you deserve black panther 2 included Bop, bop, bop. Thank you, Cece. That was beautiful. Jessica Dorr is amazing. I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. I think I've thought about it before. Maybe it's Dory. But um, she's brilliant. She's a psychotherapist, I want to say, um, as well as a tarot um, person. And the way that she combines the two, and I've said this before on a podcast, the way that she combines um, these elements and really gives you some of the most insightful tarot offerings that she sends uh, to through her newsletter and stuff. It's incredible. It's really, really incredible. So it takes it away from being something like woo-woo, like you feel like it doesn't make sense. Like she gives you like really, really well-written, really, really insightful um, bits of work. Like she's amazing. So thank you, CC, for bigging us up. I appreciate you. The next Share Your Magnificence is from Kezia. Um, I hope I pronounced that correctly. Um, she says here, hi, Kalichi. Sorry, Kalechi. Ha ha ha. Sally laugh. <laughs> Please, can you check out, share and loud up my very urban Afrobeat mix? I don't think Sally would approve of it, but I hope you can twerk to it on a poll or give it a mention on your show in Share Your Magnificence. Of course. Um, I've been listening to your show since December 2018 after a friend, Big Up Alicia, Duchess of Fashion, finally convinced me to tune in after repeatedly telling me how similar our personalities were. So obviously I take that as a huge compliment. I'm someone that speaks my mind in very similar truths roofs um and tones as you until i um heard your show i thought i was the only one speaking my mind out here without sugarcoating so i'm glad to have found you as uh, you fo- literally articulate everything i want to say on each show i'm starting to believe that we are spiritually connected on some uh, awesome weird shit i'm an air sign aquarius though and also 32 our names both begin with k or am i gassed i'm west african sierra leonean however <laughs> anyway I've been to both of your live shows and finally met you briefly at the last live show in November, but I was very in my feelings that day dealing with a so-called friend moving mad because I was as always speaking my mind. One day I'm sure you and I will crack the most jokes and have the most banter though, seeing as each show further convinces me that you literally seem to be a more articulate version of myself and my thoughts. Sorry if this sounds stalkery, but I really see us being friends one day and hope our paths will cross in the future. Attaching a uh, cringing cringy pick of us taken at the lives that we'll look back and laugh at. Every time I listen to your show, it's like 
having a catch up with a really good mate. Oh, thank you. I love Sally, your affirmation cards and everything you create. Your voice sounds penga and penga. Thank you. And I genuinely feel your energy through the mic. Lately, every week, your readings have resonated and encouraged me to start reading tarot myself. Not going to lie, I used to think it was all witches and wizards too. I swiftly went and purchased the Lisa, the Lisa Stirl deck, which is the littest in my opinion. Truly is. So thank you for opening my mind and being hella consistent with your shit. You inspire me to be more consistent and start putting out my mixes. So I hope you enjoy this one and get a chance to listen to it over the lockdown. And also thank you for teaching me that I am just a baby girl. <laughs> thank you for being you all sweary and whatnot, because you embody being unapologetic about and true to who you are. Hashtag Kalechi for prime minister. But, but, um, I really want this to happen. Uh, thank you so much uh, at Kizzy Graham. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'll attach the mix, uh, for you all to listen to it bangs. It truly bangs. So I'll attach that for you all to, um, have a listen to, um, because, you know, we just, we just need a bit of something to just keep us going to get us to shake our bum bum small, small. Um, but yeah, thank you, Kizzy. Thank you so much, um, for sending that through and yeah, I, two slaps on your chest. Two slaps on your chest for being wonderful and doing what you're doing out here (sighs) and making content, making music, making, you know, just, just making vibes. That's what we need right now. We just need, you know, vibes, especially since the sun is shining. And I know that that's driving a few people mad. So that's that for share your magnificence. Thank you, Cece. And thank you, Kizzy for uh, writing in. I appreciate you both. Um, I like those letters uh, a lot. Some people DM me, share your magnificent stuff. Uh, uh, Unless it's sent to my email, I won't be reading it. FYI. Um, Yeah, so that's just by the by. Anyway, let's get into So You Mad, because obviously there's always a pile of shit happening in the world, even when great things are happening. My first So You Mad is um, the way that the internet was behaving about Halle Berry's son wearing some white-heeled boots in the house uh, during lockdown. It just really gets me because I don't know why you are also hell bent on fighting and denying um, children just the space to explore. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. And I'm actually, I just feel sorry for so many people who clearly weren't allowed in their homes to explore and just have fun and to just play. Play is so important for our growth as human beings. That's why some of your elbows are ashy. You know, don't ask me how that uh, correlates, but I just feel like ashy elbows always come from people who have way too much time on their hands. And so they're busy chatting shit on the internet instead of moisturizing. Go and do the thing that needs you most. Mind your fucking business. So Halle Berry put up a video on her Instagram of her son wearing um, her, they're her white boots. They're like white knee high boots. And um, they've got like these tiny skinny, like stiletto heels and this appointed white boot. I mean, if, if you were going to be angry about something, I, I would think it would be, I hate white shoes. Like, let me just put that out there. Like I'm not talking about trainers. I'm talking about like white shoes. I hate white shoes. I just don't find them attractive at all. Um, so the, I, I would be more vexed that he had on, um, this white boot, you know, I think on her, it will probably be ankle boots. Yeah. 
And and it's like a kitten heel looking stiletto thing with a pointy front. There's just oh, everything about it says 2001. Everything about it says hipster jeans. And I love hipster jeans. But you know them hipster jeans, yeah? You wear when everyone was doing boho chic and they wear these nonsense pointed boots at the front. That's what the boot looks like. But anyway, people aren't even beefing at the fact that it's like a 2001 boot. They're beefing because it's a boy wearing these boots and he's just literally walking up the stairs. He goes clonk, 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 down the hallway, clonk, 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 up the stairs. Nothing about it. He wasn't like rubbing his body down. He wasn't like slinking his chest on the floor. He wasn't booty popping. He wasn't doing anything that usually sets you motherfuckers off and makes you misbehave. He literally just wore the shoes and went clomp, clop, 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 clop up the stairs that's it so many people like why are you letting a boy wear heels this is what's wrong with parents of today this is why men can't be men anyway shut up what is it even to be a man what is it even to be a woman what are these stupid fucking gender narratives that you're rolling with that that are so draconian that they serve nobody they're so antiquated shut the fuck up and let the boy just wear the boots What's the, what's the problem with children? Literally, they see shoes. They see you walking around in shoes. They haven't put anything to it. They're just like, oh, I want, they look fun. They dash it on and they start going clank, 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 clank all around the place. They, they haven't put, they haven't put anything to it. They're just having fun. Why won't you let children have fun? And you are the same dickhead that will now go and dress your children like the guy that left you and putting them in chains and jeans, shorts and, and telling them to hold their top up and show their, their little seven year old abs, such weird shit that you'll be doing to try to force your, your warped sense of masculinity on little boys and just little children generally stop doing it leave children alone let them play i promise you the baby the little boy wearing boots is not going to make him not going to make him gay you know as if you know that's something that you need a cautionary warning for like fuck off even if the boy turns out to be whatever he wants to be mind your business it's nothing to do with you and it wasn't the boots that would have made him that way is my point you know just shut up it's so it bothers me so much that we're so scared of femininity. We try to like stamp it out wherever we see it or wherever we perceive ourselves to see it. Because in this case, there was nothing, nothing about it that seemed like um, feminine, if you want to call it that to me. He was just literally just wearing these boots and he just walked up the stairs. He was wearing his pajamas, wearing the boots, walked up the stairs and that was that. Yet so many people had all of the vim to come on Halle Berry's page and she's having to come back and go, look, it was just harmless fun, rare, rare, rare. You don't have... This this is why I refuse to be posting like bits and bobs of um, Lev and things online because people are genuinely fucking mad. They are mad. And I refuse to subject my child to a bunch of anonymous motherfuckers who would run, run once my, once my, once my fist started spinning, you know? I don't have time for it. Even when people are having big old debates about Drake's son and who he looks like and why is his hair like that and this and that and his eyes. Oh my God. Like you're all so obsessed about little children. Don't you think that there's something fucked up with you to be so obsessed about little children in this way? Oh, Blue Ivy wasn't doing this. Blue Ivy didn't look the way that, you know, her mum looked. You were expecting her to come out a particular way. You're, oh. <sighs> Humans exhaust me. Humans exhaust me and just the entitlement people feel towards children and the things that they can say about children 
It's absolutely fucking wild to me. And I'm actually hoping that when all of this is done, that people now see more than ever why they don't need to be touching other people's babies and need to be touching children and touching people's bellies. Don't make any contact from this day forth. Don't touch anybody. Leave everybody alone. And I'll remind you of that. I'll be like, oh, coronavirus, coronavirus. Whenever you want to touch my baby, like don't touch. Keep your hands to yourself. Yeah. Stop. Cora time. Oh, Coro, Coro, Coro. Ah, can't touch this. Oh, Coro, 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 COVID-19. Sorry, I just needed to get that out of my system. But um, no, it's really funny report, recording at home, you know. I've literally just cocked up my leg on my pole because I've got a pole at home where I do pole dance moves. But I can't really do anything at the moment because Lev's toys are taking over everything. I've just got one leg cocked up on there and I'm just recording. That is sweet. Life is really sweet in me right now. And I'm just looking out into the sunshine, living my best life. Um, but like I was saying, <sighs> leave children alone. Like if a parent wants... To, to um, leave their child to wear a boot from 2001 and clump, clump, clump up the stairs. It's none of your fucking business. Raise your child, mind your business and leave people alone. Like what is your own there? What is your own? Like to them, it's just a fun thing. Heels are fun. They just look funny, you know, from a baby's perspective or a young child's perspective. They just look like funny things and you want to wear them and see how you balance in them. It's really that simple. But just your sphere of the divine feminine, anything that you perceive to be feminine in any way. Oh no, you can't let a boy do that. You can't let, oh God, 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 God. Meanwhile, your elbows are unmoisturized. Go and pe- go and focus on the business that pays you, which isn't many businesses right now because people are on lockdown. But um, yeah, mind your business, man. Mind your business and leave Halle Berry's son alone. It's non- nothing to do with you. Literally nothing to do with you. It's possible to see something that you don't agree with and just scroll past. That is also possible. Not everything must you stretch your stupid, stinking, dry fucking lips to comment on. Nobody fucking asked you. Keep going. Keep it moving. Yeah, nothing to see here. So, yeah, I just wanted to say that because it really bothered me seeing that nonsense and the way that people were reacting. Obviously, there were lovely people who were like, oh, this is so cute. But yeah, there'll always be um, dickheads who want to move mad and chat shit. My next So You Mad, which could have easily really been straw of the week, but I decided to put in So You Mad uh, because I wanted to save straw of the week for those um, pussy clarts um, doctors, but we'll we'll get there shortly. So um, the new Mississippi state coach, Mike Leach, tweeted a picture of an old lady knitting a noose, as in a noose that... Uh, people were hung from especially like black people were hung from um or hanged you know he tweeted this picture and i just find it very very disturbing that people would do wild things and then just come back with one dead out apology so it says here uh the mississippi state football coach Uh, posted a photo with a funny caption, more days than not. He said one of his favorites was a picture of a fence field with a sign on it that said, do not cross the fields unless you can do it in nine seconds because the ball can do it in 10. Um, Wednesday night's meme, this was last Wednesday, was not as universally amusing. The picture depicted an elderly woman with knitting sticks in her hand and the caption said, after two weeks of quarantine with her husband, Gertrude decided to knit him a scarf. 
The lady was not knitting a scarf, but rather a noose. The hangman's knot was already tied. Multiple Mississippi State football players and a Mississippi State University professor took exceptions to the tweet, which has been deleted uh, deleted from Leach's account. Um, A lot of people are making jokes right now about, uh, I saw one that was shown to me the other day about, um, oh, after two weeks or however many days in quarantine, this husband did this to his wife or she asked for the hairdryer and he gives her a handgun or this woman, this one where he's like, oh, um, you know, after two weeks in um, quarantine, she's knitting her husband a scarf and it's a noose. The image, the idea of a white woman knitting a noose without that caption that they've added to it, doesn't that, doesn't that, isn't that clear to you that it's racist? Like, isn't that clear to you? Look at her age, look at what she would be knitting, right? Or to have this image is, um, you know, um, put together, uh, uh, put together. You don't see how there's a problem in that composition. Like you don't see it that that's extremely problematic. And you, Mississippi, you know, you're out there in the South, um, where slavery and all these hangings were, were on the regs. Um, you're the coach of a football team that has lots of black players. And we know all about the way I feel like, um, NFL players, black uh, sportsmen or black athletes are almost treated like cattle, but you know, we'll talk about that another day. So everyone's now coming to be like, oh, no, 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 no. He didn't mean it like that. And obviously you've got the shucking, the, the shuckers and the jivers who have come out like, oh, I didn't take any offense to it. I, I, I saw the joke that he was trying to make, man. He's a good coach. You're like, man, he's an, he's, a, he's an amazing coach, man. You're a dickhead. You're a dickhead. And just because, oh, well done. Congratulations, you as a black person. You don't find any offense in the fact that it's basically a tweet glorifying or making a mockery of lynching. I'm glad you are finding it funny, but you know, a lot of people have very, very visceral recollections of family members and great grandparents, great, great grandparents. Um, and not even that far because we know that what a couple of years ago, if not last year, people are still being lynched in, in towns, black people are still being lynched. So don't ever try it. Don't ever try it. You've got school children, um, playing around and putting um, nooses around black children's necks in schools. Like, come on, this is nothing that anyone should be joking about. And anyway, um, the assistant professor um, of sociology at MSU, um, she said, um, lynching jokes are incredibly offensive anywhere and especially in Mississippi. She also suggested that Leach delete the tweet and visit the National Memorial for Peace and Justice to learn about this brutal history. Um, He he apologised for the post and he said, I sincerely regret if my choice... <sighs> if it's not part of an apology, if it's not an apology, I wish more people would understand this. I sincerely regret if my choice of images in my tweets were found offensive. No, no, it wasn't that whether they were found offensive, like someone went digging to find the offense. The offense is there. It is offensive. It's horrendous. It's nasty. It's disgusting. Like I... um. I had no intention of offending anyone. Again, white people and their intentions. Nobody gives a shit about your intentions. It's what we now have here that we're dealing with. Yeah. 
whatever you were intending doesn't take away from how violent this thing is that we now have as the finished result. That is what we're talking about. And at people's big, big age, you're telling me that you don't realize it's on so many levels, you know, the bias and, and the racism is so it's on so many levels that he probably can't deep just how racist this is because to him, this is just like, oh, well, it had that caption. The caption was after two weeks of being in quarantine with her husband, rare, rare, rare. But you can see the image though. You see the image and the image doesn't bother him because he doesn't link it to anything. He doesn't link it to any intergenerational trauma. So he can just post it out there and be like, ha, 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 ha. It's fucked. It's absolutely, absolutely fucked. It's, oh, oh, yeah. You know, like, I just think about it and I just think to myself, like, when will people learn? And I think the answer is really never. I'm hoping that they do, but I just think ultimately the answer is never. Like, there's nothing funny about a noose. There's never any time that you're going to bring out a noose and um, black people across the world are going to be like, ha, 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 that is so hilarious because there's never a time, especially in America, especially the descendants of slaves, like, or or the enslaved rather, like, no, no, nobody's going to be really laughing with you. You might get a few, but then I think that their girlfriends probably make um, soggy jollof rice. So there's that. But it's 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 highly disturbing. It's just really highly disturbing. And I just think that um, the coach can go fuck himself because that wasn't an an apology. That was a non-apology. As far as he's concerned, he didn't do anything wrong. And you really are a leech because you're out here benefiting from the excellence and the um, skills of black uh, players when things that would directly link to their past, you're just, you don't see any issue with, like you, you, you could just retweet that or, and find it funny. It's, it's mad. It's really, really mad. The times that we're living in. So that's Mike Leach, who's a prick. Um, and then my next So You Mad is um, Lambeth Council. They're not mad. I understand what they were doing. I just think that a lot's happening right now. So basically Lambeth Council, they're the council for uh, Lambeth, duh, um, South East London. And they've had to close Brockwell Park. So they've put out a tweet and they said, despite clear advice, over 3,000 people spent today, which was the other day, in Brockwell Park, many of them sunbathing or in large groups. This is unacceptable. Unfortunately, the actions of a minority now means that following police advice, Brockwell Park will be closed tomorrow. Hashtag stay home. They go on to say, we are sorry we've had to take this decision. This wouldn't need to happen if people followed the clear instructions from the government. We are doing this for the wider safety of the public. A minority of people have not followed the guidance. Regrettably, we have to act. And then they put, read our full statement here. And a lot of people... Uh, you know, people are pretty divided on this because some people are posting pictures like, well, I was in Brockwell Park and it was empty where I was and it didn't look that busy to me and rare, rare, rare. And other people are coming and um, quite surprisingly, like people I follow who are just like, oh, well, just stay in your house, just stay in your house. People need 
to be outside. You know, they need to go outside once in a while, you know, to get sunlight. It's help, it helps a lot with mental health. I I know there was one day here that I didn't go out for, I think like two days and I was just vexed for no reason. And then I went outside and I was like, oh, that's what I didn't do. I didn't get the fuck outside. Um, just for a quick walk. Now there has to be a balance. You man going outside to sunbathe, come on. Come on. But at the same time, they're like, well, I'm keeping a two meter distance. So what is the problem? But the thing is, it can quickly escalate into then people having barbecues and doing this and doing that and, you know, just doing a lot outside. But you did say to people that they can go outside and have one hour of exercise. So that is what they're doing. You're seeing police saying to um, old people men or old people I'll get up from the bench um and the guy's like I've got sciatica and she's like well you don't look in pain to me so get up how are you going to know my pain level how are you going to know my pain threshold you shut the fuck up if I want to sit down I'll sit down in there and if I say it's because of sciatica then it's because of sciatica mind your fucking business that's what you need to do so basically Brockwell Park have now closed the park now a lot of people live in flats. I live in a flat. I don't have a garden. I don't have anything. So it really bothers me when um, other people who have gardens, who have um, things to their disposal, now looking at other people who just need to get outside for a little bit and are going, oh, you should have stayed the fuck at home. People are dying. Why the fuck are you outside? Da, 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 da. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up because they, with the levels of um, domestic violence and everything happening as well, you need people to get out just a little bit, go out for their hour or whatever the fuck, just do something because all of that tension will go somewhere. All of that frustration will go somewhere. And it's not the public's fault that none of this has been well thought out. You know, it's not their fault. They're just out here being like, well, I just needed to go for a walk. And if in a particular area, um, different people decide at somehow the same time that they're going to go for a walk. Yeah. You're going to get some people walking past each other in the park like that is going to happen. Like, and these parks aren't necessarily massive. So that is going to happen, but it doesn't seem like there were like loads and loads of people from the pictures that I've seen anyway. And yes, people should be staying at home. I'm not disputing that at all. And people are talking about flatten the curve, flatten this, flatten that, flatten your blood clot. Like it's just, it's, a lot of it is not clear and it's not clear intentionally. So people are looking at each other, hyper-policing each other, over-policing each other. And yeah, it's it's just really fucking weird to me. It's really weird to me that people aren't understanding that if people live in flats or they live in places where they don't have a garden, they don't have anything, you just saying to them, well, just stay the fuck at home. That can really affect their mental health. And meantime, they're seeing sunshine outside. They just want to feel a bit of warmth on their skin. Like people have gone months with just cold, cold, cold rain, all of this. Like let them just feel something to boost them up a little bit. I'm not saying that people should go and congregate in the park. That is not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying the fact that they're making it out like, oh, it's the public that's fucking up on this. is just really pissing me off. And other people not understanding that people have children, keeping them in all day, especially for instance, if they do live in a flat, what are you going to do? Like Lev isn't even walking yet. But all of his energy, he needs to get outside for a little walk and get some fresh air. You just want people to just stay at home. Oh, well, you can open your windows. You can open your mum's pussy, you dickhead. Shut the fuck up. You know, there has to be a balance. And the thing is, the government hasn't bothered to try to find out what that balance is. They've just put out these blanket statements and people are interpreting them whichever way they choose. And you're ending up with what you're ending up with. But 
it's just making sure that people don't take the piss and they're just chilling outside forever and ever and ever. Yes, you have to have some kind of way of um like um organizing all of this. And I'm not um out here for police because it just bothers me the way that some of them are getting excited with all of these new powers that they think that they have because of all of this. But yeah, I just feel like take a minute out of your panic and your frenzy and just consider why some people might be outside. Just consider that. And I'm not saying that they should stay outside, but a lot of people I saw also were moving and they were keeping their two meter distance. They were doing all of that because you're saying all of this, but some of you, you're still out here queuing to go to the supermarket, for instance, and you're doing all of them things. So what really is the difference there. You're still interacting with people at the same distance that you would if they were in the park in the first place, but that doesn't mean that they should chill again. Does not mean that they should chill in the park, but if they're moving, what is the issue? So they like, oh, we've closed the park because the people were sunbathing. And obviously some racists, um, because they've gotten used to seeing minority, 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 meaning black people, they're like, oh, so it was the blacks that were there. Oh my God. Yeah. They never know how to behave. Those minorities, you fucking idiot. Are we the ones that need to turn red in the sun? No, it's not us. You're the one that needs to go and live, um, you know, live out there lie down on the ground and until your skin starts looking like crackling you're the one that does that like i don't have any real i don't have any reason to sunbathe so they weren't talking about us my g they were talking about you you're the one that was lying out there with your unwashed legs you're the one that was trying to crisp up the crust on your legs from not washing it with the sun so don't don't ever face your front don't ever don't ever turn your direction to turn your attention in this direction thanks so much so um yeah, that was just that for So You Mad. Um, but actually linking on from So You Mad um, is uh, Straw of the Week, a.k.a. Suck Your Mother. Um, we're still on this Korokoro issue, right? So a lot of you, a lot of you sent me emails about um, these doctors uh, these two French doctors that were on TV talking about testing any coronavirus medications or vaccines, testing it in Africa first. And it is disgusting. It's very, very disgusting, which is why I think it's very interesting to me when I'm writing bits and I'm like, you know, black people want to read about um, the racism that's inherent within the medical uh, industry within the healthcare system. Um, you've got publishers predominantly white who will turn around and be like, oh, well, you know, I just, how do we make it universal? How do we talk to as many people as possible? I don't want to talk to as many people as possible. I want to talk to this many people. And you'll be surprised how many people exist within this particular demographic, you know, because the conversation is important. And whether you find it enticing or titillating, it's not my fucking um, interest is it's not of any interest to me because I know the people who desire for this conversation to actually take place. But anyway, so many of you sent me um, bits about this. So I'm going to, where should I start? I'm going to start with one letter first and then go um, from there. Let's start with our good sis Hodan. She wrote in and then I'll go into other less, um, letters. It says, Hey sis, I pray you're safe and well. Just a quick one, just a quick one. <laughs> I saw this thread 
um, by a French researcher who translated and shared what the two white French doctors said on live TV. I nominate these two and all those who share their thinking and all those who didn't correct them, all the colonizers who see us as disposable and grounds for exploitation and experimentation. May Allah curse them and may they suck out their mothers for that, um, for, for that vaccine that they claim to be looking for. Stay safe and God bless you for this podcast, which keeps us going in ways you can't imagine. Love you. Love you too. Um, yes. So this was translated by Rim Sarah at Rim Sarah. And she says, um, two French doctors on live television are discussing how a potential new treatment against COVID-19 should be first tested in Africa, where are no masks, no treatments, no reanimation, the same way experimental treatment for AIDS was done on prostitutes. Yep. It's 2020 in France and we still see people from Africa as subjects of experimentation. This is what normalized racism looks like. Nobody jumped in to counter the arguments. Both doctors agreed. Same, the same way sex workers were considered like objects that can be used for tests. Um, Dr. Mira says, if I can be provocative, shouldn't we do this study in Africa where there are no masks, no treatment, no resuscitation, a bit like um, it has been done in some studies in AIDS where among prostitutes, we try things because they are exposed and uh, they don't protect themselves. What do you think? And then Dr. Locke says, so you are right. We're thinking in parallel to a study in Africa precisely to make the same type of approach with BCG vaccine, uh, vaccine placebo. I think there is a call for tenders that was released um, or that will be released. And I think we will indeed seriously think about that too. And I don't want to point any fingers, but you can guess who's funding that if you listen to my previous um, episodes of this uh, podcast. Um, last two um, episodes, you'll, I'm sure you'll hear it there. So, um, I'm just going to another, uh, letter because all of the things were really said, all of the re things were really, really said there. And I just think that that will sum it up. So it says here, this was sent by, um, Petronilla. It says, um, I saw this screenshot, um, on your stories about the French pricks that want to test shit in Africa, because once again, I'm shocked, but not surprised how racism makes these dickheads so blind. Unlike everywhere else, this is the place that probably has the best response to COVID-19 than anywhere else. I live in Nairobi and whilst Boris Johnson, the prick was doing herd immunity with a serious face as if it is um, an appropriate response at three cases in Nairobi, the measures taken in Africa Offices were shut and we've been working from home for the third week now. Social distancing has been enforced down to how many people should be in lifts, such as a clear, uh, with such a clear directive. Now we have a curfew. Public transport vehicles and trains have had their capacity reduced and this is being enforced. Public gatherings shut down, gyms shut down, supermarkets limit to stop panic buying. Our shelves are well, well stocked with toilet. Uh, paper and limiting the number of people at one time with very clear, unambiguous guidance. Not to mention you are given gloves at the front 
door for when you touch things. All staffs have um, all staff have gloves, masks, and face shields. Temperature checks before entering any public spaces, and sanitizers for all those uh, with temporary hand washing stations. Small malls have marked out at places like bakeries the distance between each person for queuing and distance from the counter. Um, there are no international flights f- from three cases, and before these were stopped. If you came into a, um, in from a country with corona, you went straight to mandatory quarantine for 14 days. I'm hearing people talk about limited online delivery in Africa, and I'm just here like, bish, where? Kenya, for example, is a tech hub with a much, much better online delivery system than when I lived in London without all of the Amazon-esque exploitation. Taxes on both the individual and companies have been reduced. Government services that don't require interpersonal contact have been moved online as much as possible. Rwanda has just done a government door-to-door delivery of food to its citizens. Africa has handled Ebola and contained it. So as a continent, we are actually so well equipped to deal with something like this. This is not to say that our governments are perfect, but people whose leaders were doing herd immunity really need to remove Africa's name out of their mouths. We are not here stuck in the dark ages. The response here is actually much better than a whole load of your clots. So in the words of the great philosopher Kelechi Okafor, pick the most sturdy straw and suck your mums. Well, there you go. Never have I not needed to do um, uh, uh, suck your mum before. That's been done for me. Like that, pass the straw, pass the straw and it was dealt with um, appropriately. Like, honestly, I'm just knocking everything down here. Honestly, there's not much I can say to further to that. Like, you're surprised when black people are reluctant to go to the doctors and things like that, when they are very, very aware. The reason that they don't trust doctors and they're very, very aware is because they know that their bodies are seen as sites of experimentation, whether they um, can articulate that um, or they're, you know, that they're, immediately cognitive or that that those are the reasons why they don't want to go i don't know but the thing is we are aware it's in our bones in our blood we are very very aware of the way that our bodies are treated when we're subjected to um, the healthcare system um and medicine and science um science generally the, the way that sex workers were spoken about fuck dr locked and fuck dr mira and i just want to say this now where any of you, any of you fucking European Af- American scientists, you philanthrocapitalists, any of you motherfuckers want to step into Africa, the continent, the great continent of Africa, and you want to step in with the intention of hurting any of our people or exploiting and manipulating um, any of our people in any way, Thunder will strike you down. We all already know that thunder is the sound and lightning is the thing, but that's how we say it in Africa. You will spontaneously combust. The moment your foot touches down on the road, touches down, that sand licks your face. There'll be a, a, a particle of that, a molecule of that sand that will not remove from your eye forever. You will not be able to see clearly. You will have uncontrollable diarrhea for the rest of your life until you die. Don't ever fucking, don't ever fucking step foot on our continent with the purpose, with the intention of coming to hurt any of our people to come and test out your motherfucking vaccines and stuff on us because a Apparently our bodies are disposable uh, for, because we are in some way subhuman. Fuck all of you. Fuck all of you scientists and you eugenicists. Like, fuck all of you. And I've said it. 
step foot the same way the Egyptians told you that if you walk into them tombs and you start touching shit, you're going to be cursed. I'm telling you now that if you come into Africa with that purpose of doing what you want to do, I don't care who funded you, all of you will go mad together. Don't you dare. Don't you fucking dare. All of you can suck your mums, you dickheads. Go and try out the vaccines on your mum's pussies, you absolute pricks. Go and do that, yeah? And leave us the fuck alone. Leave Africa alone. Thanks so much. Anyway, that is that for this week's episode of SYM. I feel like I've said all of the things. And also Matt Hancock can suck his mum as well. The way that he keeps blaming all of the, oh, well, selfish people are getting on the tube and selfish people are going to the parks. Fuck you. If there were better things in place, people wouldn't be squashed on the tube. But people, if, if you said like, oh, these people should stay at, at home and you made provisions for them to stay at home, they wouldn't all be rammed onto the tube, would they? And if you made clearer guidelines if you provided a more organized system of doing things people could probably go for a walk in the park and there's a system where you can go in and then you can come out there could be systems in place but you haven't thought of that instead you're making it about the individuals it's us that has the responsibilities or have the responsibilities to fix everything that's happening with corona is what it's not our responsibility it's yours if you provided the protective wear if you were doing whatever test or whatever the fuck you need to be doing to understand who's got it and who hasn't we wouldn't be in this situation. And I'm not saying I'm out here for people to be just be getting tested anyhow, but if you're going to choose a route, choose a route and work with it, there's no route that's been chosen. Instead, you're just blaming people and adding to the frenzy, adding to the panic and getting people to look at each other and be reporting each other and shouting at each other for being selfish when all they're really trying to do is keep their mental health in check. So Matt Hancock, you cock, you can go suck your mother. Yeah, that's truly it now. That's it for uh, SYM everything's just jangling right now but um yeah um I I still feel in great spirits I hope the tarot resonated with you I hope all of this you know really touched your souls touched your art you know uh and that's it I guess I'll be catching you hopefully next week god willing I have been Kalechi Okafor and this has been SYM officially known as say your mind unofficially known as what what that's right suck your mum you can follow me on at say your mind pod or at collection of remember to at say your mind pod and tell me what your thinkings are for this week's episode anything that's come to you don't dm me with things because i don't like it um because you send me all the emails send me all the emails to sym at kalechiokafor.com anyway that's it keep yourselves moisturized especially your elbows and yeah stay safe Peace. It's the Ben's Brunani woman is baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this. Baby, sit down, sit down, receive this realness. Make sure your cup's ready for the tea, we are go sipping here. Hard time scrolling for your long shorts. You might learn something you never know. Collect you find, and she's one of a kind. Don't say you mind, say you mind.